0: Lock Talk Radio. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't even know
1: what we're giggling about. <laughs> but no, here we go. I, I,
0: just love, I just love our banter before the show starts. Yeah. Banter. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for playing real talk. You dress muscle. In the house, in this program sponsored by People for P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. Yes, this is like movie theme credits. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking. For a solid foundation to stand on. And a vehicle to drive, yeah, goes like what? the right? Like
1: a Mac truck through ice cream. Oh, oh yeah.
0: That. Yeah, like <laughs> an ice cream sandwich, snickerdoodle, protein pie. Yeah, check us out at tea Muscle. And now, let us begin the chatter. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) We'll just start off with the, and there you have it. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Are you, I mean, I have to ask you guys out in listener land, are you... (laughs) as as surprised as what you get with every intro as I am because I kn- I never know which uh, <laughs> which uh, accent to expect or how it's going to come across so it's always a surprise it's always a surprise <laughs> and you know if for anybody who has been with us since the earlier days our promos were not nearly this much fun they weren't yeah. we just you know we did our we did our little dry reading that we did well it wasn't kind of dry I think we had some pep I'll yeah, at least give us that it was. and then it was. all of a sudden one day we had an accent and we've never gone back never so you yeah. know it's kind of exciting it's <laughs> kind of like a, a chocolate you know in a valentine's box you never know what you're going to get till you get there
0: a little Forrest Gump reference rock right back a little Forrest Gump
1: JNA say say, headline you know. Uh, Jen <laughs> All right, Jen Knight, that's... <laughs> so we have um, <laughs> we have a great guest tonight, and you know that's my disclaimer because I say every guest we have is great, and I believe that, um, but he's not going to be joining us for a couple of minutes, so that gives us plenty of time to uh, address your questions that we had left over from our Tuesday show with Leif Anderson, it and it was a great show. So if you missed it, yes. you definitely want to go. Going to want to hit the archives and check that out. Yep, check you. it out. There's a lot of information shared about his many, 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 many shows that are coming up and I tell you this man it seems like over the past 2 or 3 years has added no fewer than one show a year usually around two um he just keeps yeah. growing by and and, uh, also, leaps and bounds and also just answering several of your bounds? questions I said leaf. by leaves and bounds,
0: bounds. Yep, leafs and
1: bounds yep leaps and bounds how about that um and just answering a lot of Heaven help us! Someone, someone take this man, all oh, shucks away from him. Um, where was I? I? You know what? You got me totally off track now. Here we go. And he answered several questions that just dealing with, you know, competing, prep, all of that great kind of stuff. So you guys are going to want to check it out. But. We had a, a handful of questions left over, so let's go ahead and get to those now. Kaylin, um, here's one for you. It's from Sheldon, okay. and he wants to know, what is the point of quarter turns if there are mandatory poses? A
0: uh, Good question, and, and I think we had that one asked at the seminar, and uh, it's, it's basically weeding out the people, you know, seeing who's ready, who's not ready. It's a nice way for the judges to, to prepare for the lineup of the top five, and it's, it's, it's a nice way basically to see who's all doing what and who all did what, and then basically addressing it from there. So basically the, 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 the quarter turns are the beginning of that class. That's how you get everybody lined up, everybody in position, and then make sure that everybody's ready for, for the take the stage. Once they take the stage, they'll do the mandatories, and then you'll start jockeying them around for positions uh, and then see who turns out where and start weeding out the, what is that, the wheat from the chaff, I guess, the best way to the say it. wheat from the chaff. Going. Yes. Yes, I like that <laughs> reference. I'm in love with it now. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a giggly show. I'm, I'm enjoying this, But anywho, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Oh, <laughs>
1: No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. You
0: got it. You're on a roll. Okay. So what, what happens is basically when you come out, you'll be called out in a certain number, you know, basically the number you were given before the show. You'll come out in that order. That's not the set order for the whole thing. And, you know, a lot of people get confused when somebody gets uh, moved to the middle. It's basically where first place is to save a lot of moving and and time, especially if you've got a test class and you already know who first place is. You're basically trying to match up that person to to the other person. So it's usually first, second, and third, but not in the center of the stage. A lot of people get fooled by that, and there's been a lot of frustration over that over the years for the people that don't understand judging. Um, the mandatories are basically weeding out who did their best at the right time, who peaked at the right time, and who is basically posing at their best at the right time. And that's the reason why the mandatories uh, take a lot longer than the, uh, the quarter term, because you have to find out who's number one. And once you found that out, then that basically becomes a disclaimer down to who's going to be third, second, third, fourth, and fifth, and it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun doing the quarter turns, but you know basically to get ready for the, the real deal, which is, becomes the mandatory. So, you know, it, it's basically a, a good way to line the people up also to get the competitor ready to compete because a lot of people get there and sometimes they don't get their head in the game until they hit the stage uh, desk can piggyback that on the female side, but I know on the men's side, there's a lot of jockeying for position, getting correct spacing, um, and it's it's not easy sometimes because some competitors really are that competitive and they don't want to move for nothing, even if the judge said so. They still don't want to move. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, weeding out during that time and you basically see the best of the best for the people that are ready. Des?
1: Yeah, no, I think you covered it. Um, you know, and depending on the category – sometimes the quarter turn is the core mandatory pose. So when you have categories such as bikini and or men's physique where they don't have as a wide variety of mandatory poses, um, that's where the quarter turn is really going to come into play. And when that is the only pose you basically have, you have to be able to nail that and really show your physique off, boom, from the get-go. Um, you know, booty. other categories where they Boop. do have other mandatories. What's that, Kaylin?
0: I said booty pop. Yep,
1: yeah, booty pop. Um, other booty. categories where they do have other mandatories, you know, your quarter turns can be a little more forgiving because you're going to have lots of yeah. other opportunities to show your physique. But for categories where the quarter turn is the core mandatory, you have to be able to hit it every single time. Um, You know, and sometimes for categories like bikini and physique, there are some other things that they will have you do. For bikini, walking back and forth um, on the stage, uh, a lot of that just goes to show toneness and muscle development because at that point, you know, when you're walking towards the back of the stage, if there's a jiggle, you can't hide it. So, I mean, they're going to be able to see just how well-developed those muscles are. And, and those sorts of things happen when it, when they're really trying to, you know, the competition is close and they're really trying to find that separating factor so they can determine who's in what place, as Kaylin was saying before. So, um, you know, that is the main goal. As soon as you see your athletes hit the stage, you know, your first order of business is to take a uh, a survey of what all the competitors have brought and then move to determining who is yes. the first, second, and third. And then their additional poses is what's going to determine whether or not they get to keep that spot or if they get moved around from there. Um, which leads okay. us into another great question. This is from Brandon, and I'll let you start off with this one, KP. But his question is, why is it that a class can have 20 competitors and still be said to be judged fairly? Shouldn't there be a split of some kind to address them equally?
0: Oh, wow, yeah, that is a good one. Um, this is one of those things that Leif had brought up when he was on the show Tuesday, and like that says, if, if you get the chance, please go to the archives and listen to that one because there was a lot, I mean, a a. a a vast amount of good information that was done on that show. And it was said in a way that it's very understandable and and you can basically take heed to it because it matches up to any organization because it didn't deal with criteria for a specific organization. So when you have that many competitors, honestly, that's too many on stage and it should be split up, whether it be in sets of five, in sets of 10, however you want to do it, there's just too many people on stage and uh, Des can piggyback this when she responds but the lighting is very vital and uh, there's a lot of times where center stage is always the best lighting because it's designed that way for when you're doing your pose down, your t walk or whatever but there is a line on the stage that lines up to the basic, uh, basically to the athlete that's competing and if you're off the stage too far. The lighting is much poorer, and you will be basically overlooked or missed simply because you don't stand out because there's no way you truly can. It's not fair to the athlete. It's not fair to the audience. It's not fair to anybody that's basically out there. So it's it's a lot that can be taken away by an athlete that's not in, in, in the correct lighting. So... It's just not fair to the athlete or the people that went to see the athlete and the judges that are basically trying to do their job. If there's 20 people on the stage, that's a bad thing, and it doesn't end well for the competitors.
1: No. And just to tag on to that, um, you know, if you have, if you have, if a show has a really good head judge, he will call for a split. So, I mean, they do try to get everyone on stage so you can get a broad look of everyone all together. And then they will call for a split and go through the mandatories from there. Um, And if the, um, you know, if the rest of the judges are in tune with what's going on. They'll be constantly giving their feedback to the head judge to get folks moved around so they can see people clearly asking for people to be moved to their side, have them be moved to the center, so they can see Mm -hmm. all of the athletes and the best lighting. So you definitely, from a judging perspective, want to ask to have the athletes moved around so you can see everyone equally, whether there is a split on the stage or they're all in one line. And as a judge, you can't be afraid to the athletes on the stage either, even though it can be exhausting, and, uh, you know, Kaylin and I have both been there, but as an athlete, that's what you want. You came for that day. You came to be seen on stage. So however long it takes, that's what you came there to do. So, you know, you want to be on stage for, you know, at least a good length of time because you know that the judges are really taking their time looking at everyone and putting into a lot of thought into the scores that they're giving out. You know, and sometimes it's just obvious and it doesn't take a lot of time to place the athletes where they should be based on the physiques that they brought to the stage, but sometimes it does. And so I think it's always a good sign, even though from an athlete's perspective it can be exhausting, when it takes the judges um, a while to make their decisions and when they make the athletes work. Very good. That's my, that's well, my two cents on that.
0: Okay, what that? What was that? <laughs> I
1: am not sure what's going on there. I was about to ask you if you were letting Odin outside. Is that what's going on? Uh, maybe not. So, um, sorry, guys, I do need to get a drink of water. But um, we, we're we actually going to have to take a little break from our uh, follow-up questions from Tuesday's show because our guest for this evening has joined us. And Kaylin, why don't you set us up for tonight?
0: At this, we're, we're talking to a veteran of the stage, uh, one of the basically the, the patriarchs of the industry, and he's he basically been holding it down for year after year, still found a way to keep motivated, uh, inspired, and just keep going and going. And even with some of the bickering that goes on with the different organizations and about the people complaining about who should have got what and what should have got who, He's found a way to uh, keep his keep his name and keep his face and keep everything uh, smiling, and I, I'm very honored to have him the show. And it's nice to have him with us, uh, Smiley. How you doing, brother? And introduce yourself hey. to the people watching. The, I mean, What's up, to the <laughs> how's it going? How you doing,
2: Mr. Taylor? Miss Miss Desi, how y'all doing? I appreciate. I enjoyed listening. All right, there at the end, that was awesome. I, I enjoyed that, but I appreciate that intro and and. Uh, Kind of made me smile there a little bit. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so just introduce yourself well, to the uh, listeners, and uh, we'll get go- we'll get the go and show going
2: after that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Smiley Elmore Jr. In case you're wondering, man, yes, that's my real name. That's my daddy's name, and we got a we got Smiley III. third. He's in college and everything, and my wife and I've been married uh, going 25 years, going 26 years, and Got four, oh, wow. four beautiful children and, and been been uh, bodybuilding for, for a little bit. Now I I started like when I was a teenager here and I live in Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma, like Mr Mr. Teen Tulsa, I won that way, way back, uh I guess like, like eight like eighty nine I won that and uh then took off I went I played I played ball at Mizzou and just took off I went into ministry, traveled the world with a group called the Power Team. So went all, all fifty states, uh went overseas, Israel, Jamaica, Haiti. And so finally came, got back into bodybuilding uh, about when I was thirty-eight, thirty-nine years old, and uh, just wanted to revisit it. And got got all the football. I played arena fo- pro football a little bit, and just wanted to, wanted to get see what I can do in bodybuilding. So I got real serious about it, and uh, and up went, went one of my pro card an IFPA Masters pro card and, a, and an open pro card as well. So then I got into it real serious, obviously, and got going with it, and won won some some big titles. We looked at for a, a reality show. They're going to do a natural uh, pro pro-athlete reality show way back. I guess it was like 2005, and then I was one of the one four four natural pros that was brought into these investors. And I guess the money didn't work out, so we didn't, the show never materialized. But, but I was one of the top uh-huh. ones, still doing pretty pretty well now. But, uh you know, that's just a fun sport. You get to really put your all into something and, and see your, your, the fruits of your labor. On, on game day, I call it with the stage day, and I really I really so, enjoy the sport. You know, I, I love what I do. I know you do, too, as well, Kaylin and Daddy. So it's, it's a great time in life, you know?
0: Yes, indeed. And, you know, there's a lot of things that happen, and, you know, I'm going to take this time right now to, uh, like, give pause because, you know, a lot of people are in uh, – there's a lot of going on in, in the world right now. You know, there's a lot of uh, – mm-hmm. Things that can take away from your 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 smile, and I know with your name, you probably get teased about it a lot. But there, <laughs> you know, uh, with everything that's going on with the schools and everything, it, it's it's a time where we need to reflect, but we don't need to go negative. And and I I appreciate your name, and I appreciate your energy, but I know you've lost somebody uh, that was that you looked up to, and that was uh, Billy Graham, the the, the dad. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's things that are going on that can basically dampen your day, but we're not supposed mm-hmm. to let it ruin our day because, you know, we have a witness and we have things that, that have to be done to basically mm-hmm. keep the world going in the right direction. So how do you deal with stuff like that with the organizations bickering back and forth, and how do you basically keep that energy that you've <laughs> held on to for so long, especially with your family and your children?
2: Yeah, what I do, Kalen, is, is I, I it all starts with a, with a morning routine. And I, I get up in the morning excited about the, about the life that, that day, what I have to do. And I start my, my prayer time and quiet time. I call it 20 minutes straight and have a 60-minute time I spend interrupted later. But first in the morning, just 20 minutes real quick because I got an early morning, sometimes 4 or 4.30. So 20 minutes is good right when open my eyes up and, and get going and just, just thank the Lord. There's a lot to be thankful for, even though, Things may be going on throughout the world. Someone may have passed on you, and, and different things are getting called names, and looked at, looked at sideways. But we just take time and, and look at what's what's good in, the, in our life, and and give thanks for those things. It's a hard it's hard to get down on ourselves, then, or let anybody else get us down. So that's how I basically start stay stay up. Just start today with a positive attitude, thanking the Lord Jesus Christ for giving me another another day to enjoy His presence, another day to enjoy my my wife and kids, and just with the health He's given me and the, and the career he's given me to really help people get in the best shape of their life. So there's a lot to be thankful out there. Even though the, the, a lot of people say the glass is half empty, well, basically the glass is half full the way you look at it is God, that we can do all things through he, him who gives us strength, and not, not just some things but all things. And I think if we keep that attitude, all the bickering throughout the different organizations, there's a bunch of them coming up, it doesn't matter. We kind of put that on, on, on the back burner and concentrate on what's important in life.
1: Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, earlier this week we had Leif Anderson on our show and we were talking about or touching on why it is so important to have a strong, natural bodybuilding community. And, um, you know, obviously, well, I don't know about obviously, but um, if our folks mm-hmm. out there understand, but you do a lot of training as well. Um, you are mm-hmm. a natural athlete. And I would be very interested in hearing your perspective of why you think it's important to have a strong natural bodybuilding community, and um, in, in, you know, just being a champion of health and wellness um, in general.
2: Yes, yeah, great, great, awesome question. Yeah, I think it's, it's important because uh, as we we look into the magazines and you see the the, the big the bigger guys with the, that are that have a little little help or so forth, synthetic help and. And things like that nature. I think it's great to have the, the natural organizations that are coming of, of age and, and showing that we can we can get a big size and be in great shape without any kind of artificial help. And I think that does the young generation a lot of good because as they look at those those big bigger guys and look look like if you quote unquote freaks if you will. And we've been we've been looked at that ourselves. People mistake us for having been on steroids ourselves. But I think it's really good that you show them that we can do it without getting any kind of outside help. And as they do that, they can see they can put themselves in our shoes and, and have some hope in their life not to, not to be down about life. Because I've, I've met a lot of young people who are, and this is why I do what I do, as far as the, the bodybuilding and training people with, with the Smiley Champions fitness that we have here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it, it's, a good, it's a good saver for, for young people. Because a lot of them don't play sports, and this is the only sport that they can really get into is bodybuilding, and it doesn't take a whole lot of money. You get a membership, or even without a membership, you, you, you can get some good exercise in. That's why I think that the, the natural community is really, really good to to have have in in, our, in the forefront, and and not, without the without the people being at each other's necks and, and 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 talking talking bad about each other about who didn't place, they thought somebody's was going to place yeah. higher and and lower and so forth. But you know, I think that we we can put all that aside and just know that come together as as, as one as one big big community, as a natural bodybuilding community, and tell the world, hey, we're we're here to stay, we're here to, to, to show people that we can do 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 big things as far as getting getting our bodies in the best shape of our life, bring a, a great package to the stage without any kind of synthetic or artificial help. That
0: that's very true. And and one of the things that it's always shocking to me is because it's such an unknown sport, even though you're around so many natural athletes, that they just don't mm-hmm. consider uh, natural bodybuilding simply because the platform hasn't been placed at the status it needs to be. And I'm, I'm glad you're doing your part to increase that uh, understanding and knowledge. But also one of the things that hurts my heart is the people that learn what a natural bodybuilding I mean, competitor looks like when they're on stage because they see the pictures and they say there's simply no way you can look that way. But then they meet you in person and realize, oh, well, you know, that's just muscle without fat. And, like, instead of, like, Mm -hmm. you're saying the added drug use and and enhancement, Mm -hmm. that's why they call it enhancement because it's a a part Mm -hmm. of of your body that cannot be produced naturally. So, you know, you do looked a certain way but you're thing from good health and fitness because you're doing such damage to your internal organs and muscles as For well sure. when, when you For have sure. people that are basically seeing a natural athlete especially with the, the muscle bellies that, that uh, go with your physique how mm. hard is it to basically hold back some of the anger and frustration when knowing these people have already made the choice to take the drugs but they're learning what a natural physique can look like without them
2: yeah, I think it's funny, Caitlin. I've been on stage. I've crossed over to the NPC and different different organizations, GBO, and people that you know they don't don't get tested. And I, I've done a lot of times. I have beat a bunch of those guys uh, that that are on, on the quote unquote steroids. And you know they are as well, and and they they, they yeah. can't understand how how you can do well against them. And I just tell them it's if you put your all into something, give it your your all, your passion, and everything that you have, you can get you can get the the great heights with it, and and not have to have the help. But but as far as not getting frustrated about it, that's that's why I don't get frustrated about it because I know that that and the, the muscle enhancement that's a short term success, but long term yeah. failure. It might help them, it might help them this year and then next year. But you know what? Come two, three, four years down the road, and it's going to come back and bite them in the butt. And that's that's one thing that I, I don't I don't want ever to happen to me or any anybody that, that I'm associated with. So that's why I will always preach like you do, Kaylin and, and Miss Desi natural, being, staying natural no matter what it takes. You know, we all got those temptations. It wouldn't take much. People come up to you all the time. I had one guy in Gold's Gym there when I lived in Atlanta with an agent I had when I was playing football. He swore up and down that I had a needle in my, in my bag, you know, to, to pump my, my next dose of steroids. And I said, no, man, I'm not, I'm not on anything. I'm all natural. What are you talking about? He kept on harping on that. I finally said, man, just, just get away. I went on, I'm did my, some back rolls, some low back pulley rolls. So, People that sometimes they think you, you can't convince them that you're not on it, but but uh, yeah. as long as we we stay true to ourselves and and know that, that we're going to win in the long run, I think we we can stay away from the frustration, get angry with them, and let them do their thing and and we do our thing, and we're going to win in the end.
1: You know, amen to that. And I'm I'm actually going to die. Um, take a little bit a little bit different track here just for a second at the risk of Mm -hmm. hijacking the show which i don't want to do but on tuesday i had a story i said that i wanted (laughs) (laughs) that i wanted to share um talking about the importance of a strong natural bodybuilding community and part of it is a it's the awareness and the lifestyle that everyone represents when they decide that they're going to be natural even if you don't put one toe on a stage, if you embrace the natural lifestyle because of either the athletes in your life or, you know, just the people that are in your community, you have the potential to have such a profound impact. And so here is quickly my story. So I was traveling last weekend and uh, my husband had gone to a gym. I wasn't able to go with him because I was with my girls. And uh, while he was working out, he noticed there was a young man, a teenager, who was videotaping him. He was trying to look like he wasn't, but he was. And so about the third time that this kid had taped one of the exercises he was doing, my husband was like, young man, are Mm -hmm. you videotaping me? And he said, yes. He's like I just I I'm trying to capture what you're doing cuz I want to be able to do the things you do. And he was trying to figure out how to lift by watching and emulating and so the video was his way of, you know, keeping track of that so he could use it later. Mm-hmm. And then almost immediately the next question out of his mouth was, "Are you on steroids?" And mm-hmm. so, yes, you mm-hmm. have those perceptions where people think naturals are on steroids, but beyond that, had mm-hmm. my husband been someone who was taking steroids and said yes, what do you think this mm-hmm. young man would have gone out to pursue next? He's already taking videos, so he's already, sure. quote-unquote, in awe of what he sees, and if then mm-hmm. my husband turns around and says, yes, I'm taking steroids, and here how it's helped me, what do you think this young man's next intent is going to be he's going to go out and start looking into doing the same thing and when you have so many videos out there where people are capturing you know their first their first run with steroids and making it look like a natural everyday thing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know our young people really don't stand a chance if they do not have the right example set for them so long story short Mm -hmm. i mean this is a tremendous opportunity for everyone who follows the natural lifestyle to help set young people in a right direction from the get-go. So, they are um, you know, impressionable.
2: I they're so impressionable. Yes. So that's a very good point, Ms. there that they're so impressionable. They're going to they're going to latch on to what what they what works for someone else that's in that position like your your husband. And if he said yes, they would have, you're right, they would have gone right out and looked up the first first thing they can do to, to get a steroid in their body. So you're right about that. That's mm-hmm. an awesome word.
0: Yes. And and, and, and the thing that, that Smiley had touched on is something that I'm getting to see firsthand, and it, it's breaking my heart, you know, because there were guys that started their fitness journey with me, And then somewhere down the line, it got altered because of the steroid use. And now Mm -hmm. the drugs are taking their toll upon their health. And I've seen, like, just in the last month, I've seen six people with either the heart issues, stents being placed in their bodies, the kidney issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, One just went on dialysis. You know, this stuff is very real, and we need to quit yeah. saying, you know, we deflect from it by saying, oh, but that's their choice, you know. And I was thinking, if they had more information, would they still make that choice? And Des and I have had yes. uh, the young fellow, what, is he 26? And, you know, he's lost the ability to to, to have uh, have children. And, I mean, this, yeah, there's yeah. so many things that are happening to these young people. <laughs> and, you know, we, we've taken away their playtime. We've taken away basically their childhood in an effort to make them more adult or basically silence them with drugs, that this stuff is is taking its toll on American society. And, And we need to be very cautious about the next steps we're taking to address the children because it doesn't seem like we're just addressing the children for children's sake. We're addressing it for our own selfish reasons. And it's starting to come to a head. And I, I'm seeing it more and more. I know this is getting away a little bit off the subject, but it's some, this is real talk, so I'm just going to say it because this is kind of what we're dealing with right now in, in our day and time. And if we're not addressing the children as children, watching adults, uh, then we're basically showing them to follow each other, and I guarantee that's not the right road to take. So, you know, we have to be mindful. We have to realize that we are mentors, whether we accept that role or not. We are role models. And if, whether we accept that or not, and we are being seen and viewed as people that should know better because we sh- actually should. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll pass it back to Daz, and then we'll get back with Smiley and give his uh, thoughts on that.
1: Um, actually, you know, I I kind of said my piece on that, but
0: uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, you did. I, I'm
1: gonna go ahead and ask. Yeah, that was great. I did, but I'm gonna go ahead and ask. Um, one of our leftover questions that we had from Leaf show, because I would love to get okay. Smiley's perspective on it, as well as yours, Kalen, and then we're going to dive into Smiley's background and all of that great stuff, because I know our listeners are really wanting to hear that as well. But this question is mm-hmm. from Sharon, and she wants to know, how can shows call themselves natural if they have enhanced competitors? Is that even legal? And I'm pretty sure this question is stemming from um, references to um, NPC, sh- NPC shows that are out there that are claiming to be natural but aren't necessarily putting the protocol in place to know if the athletes are natural or not.
2: I think, Miss uh, Desi, uh, a lot of those, those, those athletes are, are um, as long as it's been like seven years, they, they they say it they say it's okay and they they look at themselves as natural because they haven't they haven't taken taken anything in that amount of time. But I I think that they're doing something about that. More that the NPC and and GBO even has. They started out like just with regular regular global bodybuilding organization. Now they have a natural division that's coming out that that will be tested. And that's how I had started through is through the natural division IFPA. I think it's changed to IPE now. Yeah. But you, mm-hmm. you take a you take a lie detector test uh, with, before you start and. A lot of times, I would get top one or top, especially top three. And the ones you get top three, you got to take a urine test afterwards. So they they give a double test on that. So they make sure that you're you're all natural and not not within seven years haven't taken anything. So I think that's how they get around that. They they make sure that they convince themselves that they're they're, they're natural because they haven't touched your stuff in a little while. But that's how they got their size. A lot of those those bigger guys is how they got their size is through the they started the, the enhancement drugs and. Now since they haven't been on it, they they say it's all, it's all good. They're natural. They're, they're telling people that that they never take anything, but actually, this is not actually true, as you know.
0: Yes, it, it's not even close to the truth. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. things that we we have to add on is that ever since they was lobbied, where you could have that plus or minus on a percentage of uh, mm-hmm. basically within food products, you know how how much it's zero percent, how much is Mm -hmm. Uh, going away from something, you know, how much is taken away from stuff. And then they had Mm -hmm. that leeway and basically the, the uh, bodybuilding industry took part of that. So basically when they say natural, they don't have to fight that claim because it's a plus or minus percentage. They're saying, okay, we might Mm -hmm. have some enhanced individuals, but you can't prove mm-hmm. that all their individuals. All the individuals are in hand. Mm-hmm. So even if you have one or two mm-hmm. natural, true, truly natural in, athletes at that venue, then they can claim it's natural. We know natural. that it's yeah. natural, but they still have that, that, that legal right to not be sued by saying they're at, at a natural event. And I'm seeing guys three times the size and sometimes women as well where you just... Yeah. Say, it's painfully obvious but you know, because they're not going to drug test them anyway, who really cares? And at the end of the day, I'm asking, why would you spend your money to go to some place mm. where you see the people look like that before you even enter the door? So you know, there's a lot yeah. that falls upon the the promoter, but there's also a lot that falls upon the competitor because if it's your money and you're spending it, you're choosing where it's going. So if you keep investing in the enhanced shows, hoping they become natural. That's on you. If you're in a natural athlete, I mean, a natural show, you have natural athletes mm-hmm. to step on stage with and share the stage with, that's on you as well. It's a choice, and if you want to speak with your money, then I think that's a good way to sound off. If you want to keep making a choice where you're basically putting yourself at risk, then, you know, that's a choice too. And and like I said, we're, we have the patriarch right here. We have one of the guys that has been one of the veterans that's been holding the town for a long time. And that's his smiley, Elmore. So if if you want to know how to do it and keep on doing it, still looks that way, we posted pictures of how this man looks uh, here here in this mm-hmm. very day and age. So this ain't one of those profile pictures that's basically got the, uh, the the party in the front and, and something in the mm-hmm. back. He's got updated <laughs> pictures of how he looks right mm-hmm. now. So this is something you can do for life. It's life sustaining. It's life assisting. And it's helped me. So you know, Smiley, just just give the people some background of what you do, how you do, and why you do it. Because it's not just for uh, competing and showing
2: your muscles. There's a heart and passion behind it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I look into it. It's, it's a, a calling of mine. I I look at my my calling is to my this year our company want we want to help one hundred thousand people get get on their road to reach their their physical best and. That's through the one-on-one here at the studio we have and, and also through the Internet, through remote training, things of this nature, and group, group training. So through those avenues, we, we can definitely reach that number. But it's a calling of mine to, to show people that, that they don't have to – it's never too late to become who they were created to be. And I think that as we get in the better shape and the best shape of our life, we can be more productive in life, whether someone's a Christian or if they're not – if they can be more productive for, for their Lord and Savior or be more productive just in, in their life or their family or, or however they look at life, they want to be, give the best that we can. So that's my calling as, as I look at it is to, to help people to, to use their, their, their body weight exercise, different functional exercises, and through proper meal planning and things of this nature, natural measures, to reach their very best in life. But as I was growing up and as a, as a football player, I would always at the University of Missouri, I was always asked, hey, how do you get your arms on? My arms are, are kind of like a natural thing that got big on me quickly. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to them. They, they just got big and lifting just, just regular uh, workouts. I wasn't even trying to. But you're all, we're all predisposed to, to a bigger body part, and that was mine. It still is. And I figured I would go and get, get certified and be able to an, answer questions and get paid for it instead of answering for free, right? So that's why it exactly. <laughs> pretty much started me off started me off that way. But then I looked into it, hey, this is a, a really people listen to what you're saying. They they look at your physique, and they, they look at you as, as an authority on the subject as far as physique training. So I looked at it, and it became more and more serious to me. And, and that's when I, it came, Lord hit me, hey, this this is your calling, Smiley. Don't take it lightly. Okay. You won't pass this way again. This this young person, make an impression, because we do a lot of school assemblies, kaylin in, in the public school system. Like I said, I've been all 50 states, so for now we're doing it on a – on a smaller scale, we do more, more, wow. more like um, infomercials, things like that. So we're trying to reach more people through, through, the, through the Internet and through commercials. But, but as I see people with their eyes wide open, they're looking at me and they're, they're looking at my, my team and they're saying, these guys, I want to listen to these men and women. So as I look at it like that, it's really a, a calling. And I, I, like I said, it's a lifesaver for a lot of people. But they can't do other sports, this is the sport for them. And I think it's the first sport that you look at, in my opinion.
1: Okay, Smiley. So we've got a lot of our listeners, you know, and our listeners, I have to say this, they pay close attention to what's being said. Um, so we're going to have to back up a step, and they want to know more sure. about when you're talking about your company, what company is this, um, is it your company, or are you working for somebody else, and where is your? what is your contact information if they want to get in touch with you and find out more about the services that you offer? So two-pronged question there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Smiley's Champion Fitness. It, it's, it's my own. My wife and I started it uh, this just this past November. We we put a soft launch out uh, to the to the community. We're going to have a, a special grand opening probably late late March, uh, early April, and have a, a grand opening for the community. But it, it's ours. And like I say, we we service quite a few clients. I have Have two trainers working working with us now, so we get to replicate ourselves and our efforts. But but our, our information is. Uh, Smiley Champions, Smiley, S-M-I-L-A-Y, Champions, uh, plural, C-H-A-M-P-I-N-O-S-O-N-S, uh, fitness.com, SmileyChampionsFitness.com. You can reach us through the, through the website. we are also got a, a lot out there on social media through Facebook, Instagram, and things like that. And our, our phone number, if you want that, I don't know if you want that, Miss Desi, it's 918-221-0700, yeah. 918 221 918-221- 0, 0700 is our, is our office number. So and we're, we're in it to win. it. It's not just a fly-by-night thing. We're in it to really make a big impact, It's just like you and you and Kalen Armist did, to make an impact and to change people's lives. Because this, this fitness, I really believe it's the, it's the found of you. Like you said, those pictures I sent you were just this past October and November, I was, I was 49, I'll be 50 uh, late April coming up. So you really can do this if you put your all into it and give it, give it everything you have and not hold back. And we can really make something a, a really substantial substantial change in our lives.
1: Awesome! Wow. Awesome! Yeah, I mean, I I like it. I like everything that I'm hearing. Um, our next question is from Jane Z, and this is a great question. She said, "How?" She's asking, "How do you keep God first when dealing with ego and pride for winning?"
2: That's a great question. I've, I've been asked that uh, several several times before. i I've in fact, we've been been attacked by the Christian community about how can you do that. But, but I look at it like like God. And God tells in Third John verse two that, brethren, I wish above all things you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospereth. While being in shape and and getting your physique is the is the goal in this sport. I think that the number one thing you want to do is to keep God first in our lives. As long as I I keep that perspective, God first and and, and bodybuilding and family, everything else second, God first, everything works out for the best. But people are gonna Mr. Davis, people are gonna misconstrue and throw 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 salt at you and and all these no matter how, how great our, our heart is for Christ and we want to keep him first and and everything else second, they're gonna still throw throw salt at you and say that you you've got everything mixed up. But so that's why I've, I've learned to mm-hmm. really just, just go with what you go with what you're doing. Go with what God's giving you to, to be the best you can be. And not worry about what people say about about your your, your hypocrite because you're you're showing your body you you got this ego to win. But I think God wants us to win. He tells us in Philippians 4:13 that we can do all things through Him who gives us strength. So whatever He's called you to do, He's going to call you. He's going to give you the strength to do it and, and, and the passion to do it. And not all things, but not some things, but all things in your life. And you can't do all things, but but some things. The things He's called you to do, He'll give you the passion and the drive to do it. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. I mean, and I have to agree, um, I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying, and I, I have experienced, um, I've experienced that backlash myself from the Christian community, and it does take a lot of soul searching to figure out um, why we do what we do, but as you said, I do believe that God gives you the desires of your heart, though, not all of them, granted, you know, but the exactly. true desires of your heart that are part of the plan to prosper you and not hurt you. And when you okay. understand why you do what you do, and if part of it is a platform, if part of it is how you are out sharing in the community to promote health and wellness, if people look to you to get more information in those areas because of what you do, then you can have peace and understanding in that and and that's the spot where I am now I mean granted we all have human nature and heck yeah isn't it nice to win but I wouldn't say that winning is why I do what I do it winning in and of itself is not enough to keep me competing because if that's what it was I've accomplished what I had set out to do and so I could easily quit now and be done with it but there's more to it than that there's more to it than that Um, Kaylin how about you
0: um, I like I I can answer this on both sides because I, I basically was very reluctant to get into bodybuilding
2: because I had
0: seen the enhanced first and there was a lot of pride, there was a lot of ego, you know, the bragging, there was a lot of things that just went against my spiritual love. And so, you know, I I appreciated their physiques but I really didn't have a draw to it. Because like I said, I just seen the enhanced side of it, and you know it just wasn't appealing to me. You know, some people it is for it for me it was a it was just a straight turnoff. It's almost like seeing mm-hmm. uh, a beautiful woman until she opens her mouth, and then you're like, ooh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: wow, this is mm-hmm. something I really don't want to get involved mm-hmm. with. So this was one of those things where mm-hmm. I was very reluctant about it. So when I was introduced mm-hmm. to the natural side of it, it really left an impression because I saw the family. I saw the fellowship. I saw the friendship. I saw the people supporting each other. There was a lot of love that I could not correlate to any other sport. And i said this before. You know, I played basketball. I played football. I played baseball. It, every sport. And there was rivalries, and there was the other team. There was always the other team. There was your team, and then there was the other team. And there were certain people you just didn't get along with. But in natural bodybuilding, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. wasn't seeing it. There, everybody was basically, you know, if you didn't have food at the back the backstage, somebody was hooking you up with yeah, food. Yeah. There was always somebody mm-hmm. basically to pick you up, so you didn't fail because they knew your struggle, they knew your sacrifice, and they knew everything else. And that's what drew me to to the the natural bodybuilding side because I was so impressed with the camaraderie, I was uh, very impressed with the fellowship, and I was very impressed with the children of God that were. In the ranks of the of the natural industry Not everybody uh, believes in God Not everybody uh, basically follows the life of Christ But they didn't uh, mm-hmm. demean you For taking that route And they didn't sure. basically Try to badger, badger you into a corner For your beliefs So this is something that I was very impressed with I, I really was drawn to it And I loved how the word of God Applied to my life in As far as bodybuilding When it says we're supposed to take care of that temple And I was learning proper diet. I was learning uh, healthy choices and and basically workouts and at work you were doing anything and everything basically to be a much healthier person because now you knew the reason and the knowledge was attained why you should be staying healthy, why you should be basically taking care of your body. And then when you see like the people that you can draw to Christ with your witness of consistent diligence and sacrifice, for a purpose, not basically doing something negative or harming your body, but actually helping your body. Mm -hmm. And in that process, Mm -hmm. you can bring people to Christ in that. And I was just blown away how so much could be involved in the the worship of Christ by doing your job. Like Smiley said, if this is your calling and you do it well, you can bring people to Christ because they can see your consistent Mm -hmm. nature. This is not something you're saying every day. This is something you're living every day. And if you live it, you're a witness because they can see your witness. A living witness is something that we can do. James has said, you know, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. And then if we're not doing both, then it's all dead. And if we're not involving that in what we do, then we're taking away from everybody because we're not giving them the reason to hope, to dream, and mm-hmm. to see what's behind that door that is Christian living.
1: Mm -hmm. And there you have it (laughs) There you go (laughs) There is my signature transition So I'm going to jump back I'm going to jump back to the way beginning And I feel like you answered this But if you can No, I'm jumping back first And then we'll move on on. Just recap recap for me (laughs) What we know you got started in, in bodybuilding, and you took a break and you came back. What was it that kept drawing you back to the sport?
2: Yeah, I think, Miss Desi, the, the competitiveness of it, I, just a, we're all competitors at heart, right? So when, I, when I, the football was over and, and things of that college and pro football and baseball, I played college uh, football. I was going to play baseball as well, but I ended up just playing football. But I was on a football scholarship at Mizzou. And uh, just when all that was over with, I traveled, and when that came to an end, I still wanted to have have some competition, and I looked at bodybuilding as a way to to really fuel that fire. And as I got yes. more into it, the, the the fire of the group grew bigger and bigger into my heart. And, and just to kind of kind of piggyback off what you and and Kaylin said, Miss Desi, I can really speak to this because at one time the the pride, you know, we we, we were not. We're not where we used to be, but thank God we're we're going forward, and God has really matured us. But yeah. at one time, that pride really did get me. As as uh, as I got, I was number one, number one of the best in the they say in the world as far as natural bodybuilders at at 39 years old. That was crazy how, how well my body was, was maturing. And and calling in to talk to these millionaires to get up be up for a reality show. All this stuff kind of kind of rode on me, and I I was putting my 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 wife and kids. I was putting them. Kind of like like on, on the backburn, if you will, and it came to a uh-huh. head. I guess about about three or four years ago. I mean, just just to be real candid with you, I'll make a long story short. I was out of the house. My wife got fed up with. It. She said, "You're putting us second. You want this? You want to play these this sport and or be involved with the sport? I'm gonna let you go." So I was out of the house. When you know when when, when a, a lady gets mad and tells you to get up out of the house, you're gonna do it. You know, at least I did. I didn't ask any questions. So. I got up out of the house, went and lived with, with my parents for a little bit, for three over three months, and I was really miserable. And I the really, Lord really dealt with it. It got my priorities straight. That that's where yeah. I, I, don't just, I don't just talk about it. I walk this. I keep Christ first in my life because I know what happens when you don't keep him first in your life. It's a recipe for, for chaos. And as I keep Christ first in my life, I'm back in the house. Like I said, my wife and I going on 26 years of being married. We're not getting divorces, and our kids are or a product of, of a good home life, and it's just awesome what God has done. All because I I got my priorities straight and got Him first in my life. But but at one time I had to hit hit rock bottom, and he and he got he got my attention and and praise God I'm going forward and won't ever look back. Well, there you go.
0: I got to take that tagline. Um, now there's one last question, <laughs> and it's this one's from Kyle, and he's saying with bodybuilding uh, growing like it is. How impressed are you with the options that natural athletes now
2: have? Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, GBO is the – I don't know if you guys looked into – have you guys looked into the global bodybuilding organization? It's Bob Johnson and his wife. They started this, I guess, about four years ago. But I'm real impressed by, by them and, and, and what they what they bring to the stage. I've been to a couple of shows, uh, real new at, at that organization, but everyone I've gone to is, is some some good – really good judging and, and, and really good, good uh, venues for, for the athletes. So their, their, their motto is, is athletes first. So the, the, the fees aren't real, exp- real high. And, and, and to, to get there, they have like, like low, like hotel costs, things like that. So I'm real impressed by, by the options and that organization, as far as in IP and different, different ones, IFPA, IPE, real impressed by those guys are re- really, really good people too. I just, I just I, I go back and forth with the tour organization, but I I tend to lean towards the newer one now, GBO, as a as I get ready to transition to just stepping off stage, just just getting the young athletes ready for stage themselves. So I'm I'm really encouraged and impressed by the options that, that natural athletes have nowadays. How about you guys?
0: Yes.
1: Oh, I'm very encouraged. I'm very encouraged. I mean, you know, we talk being real talk. We talk about. You know, the scuttle of things um, out there right now that can be improved in the industry, but I am very encouraged by um, the way that it is growing, although there are some out there that try to say that it's dying, which I strongly disagree with. Um, I am encouraged Mm -hmm. by the opportunities, the different organizations, Um, the different classes just to appeal to more people and give them more opportunity to be part of the sport. And I think it's a very exciting time. Um, Our listeners here say it all of the time, how happy we are with the way that the promoters are pushing each other and encouraging each other to do better and to provide better opportunities and experience for the athletes. And that just keeps growing and growing. I mean, right now the Midwest is on fire I mean, it is literally the hub, I would say, of natural bodybuilding right now, as far as
0: mm-hmm, the number
1: of new promoters and shows popping up all the sure. time. I mean, the opportunity is there. The opportunity is there. You know, you never have growth without pain, and I think right now that's where we are. But the, you know, like you said, the glass it it, it is half full. But the bigger picture than that is that the glass can always be filled. So. I think it's a good time for natural bodybuilding. Kalen?
0: Well, I, I would like to say that with the growth of the industry, it's basically shed more light on the kids and the ones that want that physique but don't really know how to get it. Now they have more people they can get in contact with, especially with social media, where they don't have to make the option of destroying their bodies in the pursuit of what looks like health. Because, you know, I, I always think about that statue of clay where, you know, basically your body's at risk and your feet are made of clay, so you can topple it any time. So we don't want to mm-hmm. do that. I I'd love sharing and showing the younger generation true health and true fitness where they can keep their bodies, you know, well into mm-hmm. their 50s, 60s, and 70s, basically as long as they're fitness mm-hmm. they take mm-hmm. care of it and, and eat right. So, you know, Smiley, we're going to give you the last word. Um, there was one more question I'd like to ask, but so we'll ask it uh, if we have time. I doubt it. But uh, just want to give you time, to, uh, give shout outs to the people that have supported you and been with you the whole time.
2: Yeah, if you want to, I appreciate that, Kaylin and Ms. Davis. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, our investors, I just want to thank them, investors here at the Bollocks uh, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, and thank um, di- different partners I've had, Russell Deming and, and our trainers, uh, Summer Henry. And especially thanking thank my wife that been, have been, been with me for, we've been together 20, 27 years, been married 25 years. It's just been a great run. And my my, my four kids, uh, my, my little girl, she's a senior at ORU, getting ready to graduate. She's a graphic design artist. So just want to thank those and just, just tell people give give kudos to Jesus Christ. Without him, I'd be nothing. Just the, the air that we're using to talk right here, we're just stopping. Take a breath right there. We couldn't do that without Jesus Christ. So I just want to thank God for just giving us the the, the chance to wake up every day and to do what do what He's called us to do. So with that said, I think as as we combine our passion with a singleness of purpose, we can we can produce anything in our life that we want to that God's called us to do. So I think it's all about having having a mindset of being being focused on what what He's called you to do. We, we figure that out, we have a, a great great awesome life for, ahead of us. Amen.
1: Amen. And, um, and I don't think there's any more That I could add to that So with that I just want to say Thanks so much for joining us tonight I have truly enjoyed myself um, Not to speak for Kaylin, But I'm pretty sure he did too So <laughs> go ahead KT Why don't you share our parting thoughts here
0: Okay Left out Lamont with his Snickerdoodle shout out Wow Wow <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Lamont, there you have it. Go ahead, Snicker Snickerdoodle is snicker
0: what? Snickerdoodle is snickerfoodle left out. Ah,
1: shoot. I love you guys out there in listener land. So on behalf of um, Smiley, by the way, I, I love that name. I just got to ask, in our last couple of seconds here, how did your dad get that name?
2: Yeah, I think when, when he was born, Mr. Desi, I think he, he was uh, seemingly not breathing. I guess uh, he, he wasn't looked like he wasn't breathing. He was turning blue. And the doctor turned him over on, 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 and put his, his butt up. Just slapped it real hard. And he, he giggled and, and he came, started breathing right at that point. And my grandma tells me she's passed now. She says uh, Laffy didn't sound like a good name but Smiler was a good name because when he smiled he had like a, a toothless smile and just lit up, lit up the whole hospital room. So that's where the name came from and <laughs> And my dad, yeah. wanted, he wanted to keep it going, and, and my wife and I wanted to keep it going, too. So there's three of us in the world now.
1: There you go. <laughs> that is awesome. That is that awesome. Is. So another amen to that.
0: <laughs> so on behalf so of Smiley,
1: me. yes, thank you for joining us. On behalf of Smiley, Kaylin, myself, and the boys at P4P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it.
0: we they